Today is July 22nd, 2015. I'm your podcast host, Climate Manager John Niggle of InTouch Manufacturing Services. InTouch is an American-owned company based in Shenzhen, China, that specializes in everything from quality control product inspections to factory audits, social compliance, and sourcing. Today I'm going to be talking a little bit about a law that came about a few years ago, a law that a lot of manufacturers still haven't seemed to caught up with. We've heard some clients tell us that they're not necessarily in compliance with it yet and they'd like to know how they can be in compliance with it and what measures they can take to sort of protect themselves and make sure that they won't have any issues down the road. And that is the California Transparency and Supply Chains Act. This podcast episode is based on a bulletin that was published last month. So in years past, we've seen how manufacturers were held accountable for safety of workers and consumers alike. As an example, the former, we're all familiar with how government officials and factory owners faced criminal charges for the Rana Plaza collapse two years ago, and that a social compliance audit potentially could have prevented that tragedy. We've also discussed how North America's largest hardwood flooring distributor met QC disaster when it was discovered that their products did not meet CARB standards for safety. So now I thought it was time to bring your attention to some legislation that could put you at risk as a manufacturer or retailer. That law, the California Transparency in Supply Chains Act, took effect in 2012. And this law has forced many manufacturers to be open about their products and supply chains. So in this podcast episode, I'll tell you how to know if you're affected and what you can do to make sure that you're compliant. So let's start off with an overview of the California Transparency and Supply Chains Act. This law concerns human trafficking and the use of forced labor and manufacturing. It was signed into law in 2010, and it aims to push manufacturers and retailers to provide information to consumers about their efforts to eliminate slavery and human trafficking from their supply chains. And the law is also intended to educate consumers on how they can investigate whether or not the goods they purchased are responsibly sourced. So how do you know if you should be concerned about the law? How do you know if it affects you? Well, the California Transparency and Supply Chains Act set a deadline for compliance by certain retailers and manufacturers of January 1st, 2012. So to know if you're affected, there are really three questions that you have to ask yourself to determine that. First is, are you a retailer, a retail seller or a manufacturer? A retail seller is defined as a, quote, business entity with retail trade as its principal business activity code. On the other hand, a manufacturer is defined as, quote, a business entity with manufacturing as its principal business activity code. Simple enough. The second question you have to ask yourself is, is your company doing business in California? The law defines this as, quote, activity engaging in any transaction for the purpose of financial gain or profit. And finally, number three, does your company have annual receipts greater than 100 million U.S. dollars? The definition of, quote, gross receipts is set in section 25120 of the Revenue and Taxation Code. So if you answered yes to all all these questions, you're required by the act to disclose certain information to consumers. So now at this point, you're probably wondering, well, what information must be disclosed? Well, affected retailers and manufacturers must disclose information concerning the following five aspects of their supply chain. First, evaluation of supply chains to verify the risk of suppliers employing slave labor or engaging in human trafficking. The company must also disclose if verification was conducted by a third party. Second, 
carrying out factory audits to determine if suppliers are compliant with the company's standards for trafficking and slave labor. The disclosure needs to specify whether or not audits were conducted independently and unannounced. Third, requiring direct suppliers to certify that materials used to manufacture the company's product meet the laws concerning trafficking and slave labor in the countries in which the company does business. Four, maintaining internal standards and procedures for employees or contractors that fail to meet company standards regarding trafficking and slavery. And lastly, number five, providing training related to slavery and human trafficking for employees and managers responsible for supply chain management. This information needs to be displayed on the company's website with a, quote, conspicuous and easily understood link. Companies without websites must provide consumers with a written disclosure within 30 days of any request. And you can learn more about this law by checking out the Attorney General's resource guide online. So how do you ensure you're compliant? And how do you make this information transparent and available? Well, the number one suggestion would be to audit your suppliers. This is the best way to make sure that you're compliant with the California Transparency and Supply Chains Act. As part of a comprehensive program, a qualified independent auditor can visit your suppliers and determine whether factories are using forced labor, slave labor, or are engaged in human trafficking. So let's talk about the audit process. There are a number of steps that need to be taken by you and your auditing partner to determine if your suppliers meet standards set by local laws and your own company. The steps for booking an audit are similar to the four steps to scheduling a product inspection. That is, first you'll need to provide relevant contact information, the address of the factory to your auditing partner. At your initiation, the factory staff will actually book the audit by submitting a formal and written booking form to the audit company and specify a requested date for the audit. Once an audit's been scheduled, your professional auditor should have some specific procedures in place for carrying out the service, including one, opening meeting. When the auditor arrives at the factory, a meeting is held with factory management to explain the objective and order of the audit. This is generally done to make sure that there are no surprises. You can imagine factory staff, factory management might be a little bit uncomfortable about the invasive nature of such an audit, so it's important that the audit begin with an opening meeting to make sure everyone's on the same page. Secondly, generally, an auditor will be taken on a factory tour. So they should be walked through the factory, dormitory, and other facilities to view general conditions of the work areas and living spaces. Next, there should be an interview of management representatives. Management should respond to questions related to forced labor, slave labor, hiring practices, personal documentation of staff, and other areas of concern that indicate the factory's general labor policy. Next, they should interview employees. Randomly chosen employees should be selected to complete an interview questionnaire. Questions specifically related to slave labor and trafficking. For example, if there are between 1 and 100 employees excluding managers, generally the auditor would interview 10 of those employees. 101 to 500 staff, non-management staff in the factory corresponds to interviewing 26 employees and so on. So after the, um, after the employee interview, there's document review. Prior to scheduling the service, the auditing company should provide the factory staff with a checklist of documents that will be verified. And the auditor will review and record these documents. These could be anything from HR hiring documents to financial records, whatever pertains to that particular audit. Then there's a concluding meeting. The auditor meets with factory management once more to discuss the findings of the audit 
Management collaborates with the auditor to draft a corrective action plan if needed. Again, the purpose of this kind of meeting is really just to make sure that management is on the same side and agrees to the issues that were found. It improves communication and, and the auditor is given the opportunity to advise on corrective action if corrective action is needed. So kind of smooths things over and gets everyone on the same page. The last step is issuing the report and potentially rating the supplier. So the auditing company will issue a report of findings to the client, and sometimes this is done with a rating of either complies, complies but needs improvement, or does not comply, which would also be noted as, as part of advising any corrective action needed. So in summation, the California Transparency and Supply Chains Act requires manufacturers and retailers to investigate the presence of human trafficking or slave labor in their supply chain. The law represents a big step toward more socially responsible business practices, and its effect can be felt worldwide. So if this new legislature does affect you, how can you make sure you're compliant? The answer is quite similar to ensuring your company is socially compliant in general. Audit your suppliers to verify the absence of slave labor and human trafficking in your supply chain. Professional firms can visit your suppliers and carry out audits specifically tailored to look for these types of issues. Some major companies, including Raytheon, have even gone a step further to comply with the California Transparency and Supply Chains Act by expanding their code of conduct to address these concerns. The bottom line is this. California has deemed it a right for the public to know whether slave labor is used in the manufacturing of the products they consume. The best way for you to be certain and transparent about your supply chain is by carrying out an audit. So learn from the missteps of some of America's largest clothing brands and don't be caught off guard by poor labor practices. I want to thank our listeners once again for tuning in to today's episode. I wanted to remind you guys to like us on Facebook, become a fan, follow us on LinkedIn, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got some videos there, including some on-site inspections and some interviews with some industry experts. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Google+. And if you'd like to get in touch with us directly, you can drop us a line on our company website. That is www.intouchquality.com. Thank you.